You are listening to American Snippets, the all-American podcast for those looking to dream bigger, live better, and make an impact. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of American Snippets. This is episode number 185, How to Forge Forward Through Adversity. Uh, we have former law enforcement officer Jason Schechterly and former Navy SEAL Jason Redmond on the show. They both have incredible stories of courage and resilience. Jason Schechterly was caught in a fiery explosion when his police cruiser was struck from behind and burst into flames. He was thought to be dead at the scene, but upon discovery, he was very much still alive and he was rushed to a top burn unit where he defied all odds and lived to tell his story. Jason Redmond was on a mission with his SEAL team when they were ambushed and pinned down by enemy fire. Jason was shot shot several times and he too was expected to die. But like Jason Schechterly, Jason Redman also lived to tell his story. Both men have noticeable disfigurations from their injuries, and both men have overcome incredible odds to rebuild their lives in extraordinary ways. In this episode, uh, the two share snippets of a full-length interview that we did with them uh, a while back, and they came together to share and compare their experiences. They offer some of the lessons they've learned from their service, injuries, and recoveries, and how they've rolled those lessons into their personal and professional trainings that they offer today. So if you're feeling stuck in indecision or overwhelmed by your challenges, you need to hear Jason Redman explain the three actionable steps you can take right now to move forward off the spot that he calls the X. And if you've wondered how to find inspiration when you're feeling hopeless, you need to hear Jason Schechterly explain some things uh, that you can do right now to tune into positivity and find the inspiration to move forward. So without further ado, here is Barbara Allen with Jason Redman and Jason Schechterly. You're listening to the American Snippets Podcast. If ever we needed a time for more people to tap into resilient skills that they probably don't even know they have, uh, it would be now. And whatever part we can play in that is great. You know, people are just, they're coming undone. I think there are a few things at play here, right? There's still reeling from the shock of something that nobody could have foreseen happening. It seemed like... Nobody would have guessed this happened. And people, I think maybe who haven't dealt with something on that level are maybe a little slower, delayed in, in just accepting, absorbing that blow, right? Um, and then dealing with the frustration every time you think it's going to end, it gets more. And then you got people in health crisis, you got people grieving, but they can't grieve, you know, just so much. So whatever you two can add to share from your stories, um, to share your experiences dealing with those issues and why it's important to find something to laugh at too, even if it's dark and appropriate humor, if it just gets you through it, so be it, right? So jump in, have at it. Just let the games begin. <laughs> dark, dark and appropriate humor, that's the best kind. Yeah, that's, uh, that's right up our alley, I am sure. Yeah. Yeah, so, so why don't you guys take turns about, I'm not going to call them, I'm not like a little teacher, but like, go back and just give everyone a quick backdrop of your story. Maybe people caught your podcast interviews with us. Maybe they didn't, shame on them, but we'll forgive them and they can go back and check it now. Um, but let's fill people in first. Yeah. I was a uh, police officer who was rear-ended and wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute. I got my Jason. Jason. I got my, I got my Jason's confused. <laughs> my bad. 
<laughs> Actually, Jason, you go, man. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what, I wouldn't mind switching because if I could run around screaming I was a Navy SEAL, I would uh, be happy. Um, all right, so yeah, Barb, I don't remember what our episode was, and uh, it, it was a great one. Though. It was uh, just so such an honor to be on with you. Uh, I truly. I've told you this before on and off air. I say it to you all the time on your uh, Instagram, but uh, I, I find huge inspiration in you and I thank you for doing this. So my name is Jason Sheckley. I'm living in Phoenix, Arizona. As you can tell, I was involved in uh, a pretty sizable fire 19 years ago. I was rear-ended. Uh, while I was on duty as a Phoenix police officer by a guy doing over 100 miles an hour and just fate upon fate, miracle upon miracle, uh, fire truck of my intersection, best burn center in the country, two miles away, spent quite a bit of time in a coma, quite a bit of time in the hospital, tons of surgeries, tons of therapy, which other people out there who have been through some physical injuries, I know Jason will agree with me, the actual injury and hospital that's the easy part. Therapy, that that can uh, that can be pretty grueling at times. Um, with the, as far as the pain and and really the mental part of, of pushing yourself one step forward. But I was able to get through all that and uh, return to work. My wife and I had another child eighteen months afterwards, who now is seventeen years old, and it's just been an incredible, incredible journey and learning process uh, about life. And, you know, no matter what you go through, you change as you grow older with life experience. And when you throw in whatever your, we all have something, we all, we all go through similar adversities. You know, we're going to lose loved ones in life. We're going to see people that we love struggle, whether it be going through a divorce or financial struggles. If we're parents, then we can all relate to, that portion of adversity, but it seems like all of us will also have something unique. Uh, Barb, what you went through is something I can't possibly fathom. What Jason went through is, is something there's no way I can relate to or understand. We have something unique to us. And you mentioned something a few minutes ago, what we're going through right now. This is not something I ever could have anticipated or prepared myself for. And the one thing that I've learned about adversity, the one thing that I really try to stress to people is you got to meet yourself where you are. And, you know, for me right now, I'm not sitting here going, Oh, you know, Jason, you were, you overcame a bad fire. You overcame all these injuries and went through all this adversity 19 years ago. So this is easy. No, that's not how this works. This is incredibly difficult to be quarantined. I've lost my, my love and my passion is to travel this country doing motivational speeches. I am blessed to be an Eagle Rise speaker, which Jason invited me to and created and, and has given me that platform. And all of a sudden that's been taken away. My income has been taken away. My kids aren't going to school. My son's not graduate. Well, he is graduating college, but he doesn't get to to walk and do that memory. My high school son doesn't get to go to his prom and the baseball recruiting that we're going through is on hold. I and mean, there's all this adversity and I could care less 
than I was burned 19 years ago. I could care less that my eyesight is limited. I could care less that I, I'm not a cop anymore. I'm trying to meet myself right. where I'm at right now and find a way to get through this. And just like both of you and, and all of our listeners, uh, this is tough. And there's no sense in pretending that it's not, but we have a choice. How are we going get, to get through this? We're, we're at the mercy of the choices that we make every day on how to handle this with our mindset and how we're going to get through each day, what the future may look like. And then we're at the mercy of the decisions that other people are making, uh, most notably things you're hearing on the news, the things that politicians are saying and deciding for us and our and our freedoms. So I, I just think it's important. Uh, I want I want Jason to jump in here right now because his his perspective on this is is just incredible. But that's what I want people to understand. It, you, today is today, and it's okay to be where you're at today. Meet yourself right there. Don't worry about last year, and certainly can't worry about next year because we we just don't know. Yeah. And Jason Redman, you talk a lot about you know get off the X and avoid life's ambushes, and it's almost like like you had a heads up that you knew that that would be super appropriate in twenty in twenty twenty, um, you know, coming down the pike. So fill us in on that. Yeah, it's been pretty interesting. The people who bought my book, my newest book that came out in uh, December, that have read the book are just like, oh my god, I'm so thankful I read this before all this happened. And uh, it, it is a fact. I mean, in life, we're all, you know, for anybody that may not know my story, I served 21 years as a Navy SEAL. And in um, 2007, I was in a pretty ferocious firefight uh, enemy ambush by Al Qaeda and was hit eight times in the gunfight, uh, took two rounds of the left elbow that effectively destroyed my elbow and a round of the face. Um, but I felt bigger than the injuries, it was the, that point of attack, just this overwhelming, utterly helpless feeling of being pinned down by a larger enemy force with, uh, uh, some two very well positioned machine guns that had me pinned down. And, and we call that point the X you're on the X and in order to survive, you have to get off the X, but today fast forward and everything I wrote about the bat, the, the book in the book, Everybody gets ambushed in life. I survived that enemy ambush only to step into the next level of the ambush, which was getting put back together. So I, I remember when the doctors were telling me, and I'm sure Jason can relate to this, when the doctors, when you were getting your first prognosis, there's this initial feeling of, oh my God, I survived. But then you step into the next phase, which is all the pain and and being horrifically injured and, and really severe injuries there's no, there's no timeline and there's no perfect roadmap. It's like, Hey, this is what we're going to do. And Oh, by the way, uh, you can choose choice a, which is hard. And you can choose choice B, which is hard, or you can choose choice C, which is hard, but all of them have different risks and rewards. And they put that on you. So you step into this next ambush, which is, Oh my God, you're telling me it's going to take X amount of years to put me, me back together. And there's no guarantee of the outcome, you know? Um, so it was like, I stepped out of one ambush into the next ambush. And so that, that is the bottom line. Everybody in life is going to get ambushed right now. America's on the X. We can't change. We can, anytime something changes our direction, we, we can't, 
it makes zero sense to sit there and whine and cry about it because it happened. You can't change yeah. it. Um, I think you have to allow yourself. You have to give in for like five minutes. Like you can't deny it. You can't yeah, pretend I, I it doesn't suck. I won't argue with that. I you got to give in, but like set a timer. Like I will and there is set a, a grieving, timer. There's yeah. a grieving process. I, I, yeah. Some things I'm kind of like, obviously, I mean, if it's like a major, like you've lost someone you love or something like right. that, there's obviously that time before we move forward. But other things... I'm just like, well, it sucks, but hey, let's go. Let's figure this out. Yeah. Um, it's not like it'll never happen. It's just, you know, the timeline's different. The landscape's different. So, you know, look, let's look for the positive. We now have more time to plan. You're going to have better speakers. Yeah. Who knows? It may be at a better venue. Um, you have all this time to build things yeah, up. Yeah, I know. We're and, psyched for it now. I, I And I look at that for the future of us. And although yeah. we are in a unique situation. Jason, going back to what we were talking about with people that are losing their jobs and stuff. I mean, there are some people out there that are really, really, really struggling. Yeah. And I'm really blessed. And I know you are blessed too with retirement pay. Um, you have a safety net and so do I. Um, and thankfully, you know, Which the longer you earned, have, by the way, you earned those nets. We, we did. <laughs> and I won't ever argue against that. I'll never, yeah. I'll never say that, but, uh, um, it just, it is, nice. I mean, we don't get to live our lives in the way that we were, but at least we're able to keep going. And I'm just looking at, okay, this new world is, is we're going to come out of this new world and there's going to be this whole new virtual reality that exists. Yeah. Um, that's kind of funny. I said virtual reality, but there will be this new virtual reality. <laughs> I was going to let it go. Yeah. yeah. No, I had to get it. Come on, make fun of it. Come on. You got to, that one was just angling. Just knock it down. So, uh, but there will be. And, and, and the interesting thing is you, if you think about the younger generation that's grown up in this, already they had grown up in this virtual world. I mean, you talked about your son running around in the VR goggles, yeah. and now suddenly we're growing up in the pandemic world where we're going to school through computers, we're meeting through computers. We really are moving down the road of that movie I was talking about in the beginning with Bruce Willis, where like they're living their lives virtually. Um, I think that's a little dangerous. We need that human interaction. I think everybody's seeing that. But at the same time, there are going to be people that do not go back. You're going to see businesses that are like, wow, you know, we can save a lot. Look at how much money we saved on travel in this whole pandemic. We don't need to send people. Zoom works great, even right. though I, I'll argue a little bit against that. But uh, I think on the business side, it's okay. How do we, how do we grow? Um, on the webinar or in the coaching or in, I'm looking at how can I do virtual consulting? Uh, you know, so I'm trying to develop programs in those areas, yeah. but the good news is those areas will be built up and those areas will still exist when the speaking world opens back up. So then we'll have both sides. Whereas before this was just kind of like, yeah, I was starting to develop it. So yeah. I, I look at it that way. Uh, and, 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 Bringing all this back around, Jason. So that's why I think people need that motivation now more than ever. They need a reminder that this storm will end. They need a reminder that um, that that the hope still exists, and and they need to stop looking at what they've lost. And I know that's hard right now. When we're in the struggle, it's really hard to look at you know the fact that we may not get that back. You may not get your job back. Um, if you ran a business, you may not be able to resurrect your business. But you don't know what the future holds. And I've just, I've been blessed to meet so many people that have been injured or wounded or something bad has happened to them. 
And out of that crisis or failure or, or catastrophic event, something new and more amazing grew out of it. And they look back at that moment and they were like, that sucked so bad. But you know what? I wouldn't change it for a moment because it made me better. It gave me this new path that I never would have taken if that had not happened. And I think that's what we need to, to yeah. convince people of, that, that most people who are willing to drive forward and find that, um, they're better for it afterwards. Yeah, and that's, uh, I'm glad you said that because that inspires me to, uh, to forge a better path on that. You said something earlier about, you know, when you're in the middle of something and that, you know, it's, it's that first ambush, which right now, America, especially, but the whole world really is going through it. And it made me right away. I was sitting there reflecting on, yeah, you know, I woke up from two and a half months in a coma to being told that I was, uh, you know, burned severely, disfigured, blind, lost half my fingers. And, you know, I remember telling people, well, when can I go back to work? And even my closest friends, my doctors are like, Jason, you're you're never going back to work. You're not going to be able to shoot a gun again. And I, I was like, you guys are all wrong. And I believe in myself and I do believe in the future. And I, it took a lot of work, but I did accomplish those things. And my favorite movie of all time by far is Shawshank Redemption. And toward the end, right before Andy Dufresne decides to quietly sneak out of the prison that he did not deserve to be in. What did he tell red? He said, Hope is a good thing. And you're right. You cannot lose hope. It's it's everything because you don't know what the future holds. And I to this day, I wake up every day and uh, and I've been doing it for well over a year now. I subscribe to the theory. There are no bad days. It might be a good day or it might be a great day, but it's not going to be a bad day. And it's my choice. And that's because of you. So, you know, finding something to be grateful for, finding something to be laugh about to laugh about and finding a way to leave not only you, your family, your own backyard that day better than you found it, but you can find a way to leave somebody else better than you found them. And if you make somebody else's life better, then you're never going to be a failure in anything. So As we're um, tapping this off here, I want to ask the two of you each to go through, walk through a couple like actionable steps that people can take when they're kind of like that deer in the headlights hit by something that has them completely just frozen or paralyzed, you know, when they're dealing with frustration and fear, what are some things you can do, you know, in the immediate aftermath or some things that they could do now as we're halfway through it and renewed people, people are protesting. What are some things people could like hop off of this interview and start applying in their own lives right now to help kind of take a breath and, and reboot a little. All right. Well, I'm going to do this first because Jason, both of his books are incredible. His, his strategies, his mindset, and what he has gone through is, is second to none. Literally my biggest inspiration and somebody I look up to. So I'm going to let him <laughs> close this out. Uh, you know, for me, I I live by the motto that that sometimes the most beautiful inspirational changes will disguise themselves as utter devastation, and you've got to be patient. One of my favorite people, Tim Brown, who survived the collapse of one of the towers on 
That's what he simply says. Be patient in your grief, be patient in your struggle. And when you are either coming out of an unexpected to steal from Jason ambush, life ambush, or whether you see one, a storm brewing before you, before you take that next step, it's okay to, you know, take a deep breath and try to come up with a game plan, recognize what you have. What, what am I, I spend so much of my time. It's, it's not, it's not, how do I get through this day? It's let me get to the next hour and see what I can see there. Because if you're, if you're standing in darkness right now, and I mean, you're just the, the chaos, the darkness, the, the weight is too much. If you just continue to stand there, the, the visuals are not going to change. Take at least two or three steps, get to the next hour and then see what you see, because guaranteed you're going to see a little bit farther than you did before. So gratefulness, my mindset and keeping my perspective and then recognizing what works for me. There are days I can be, I can leave this interview and something can hit me that, that I'm just like, Oh, and I know what I need to do. I can jump on Instagram and I can go to Jason's page and see what he had to say. I can dial up my favorite song on my iPod. I can call one of my friends. I can do something that will get me out of that. Uh, one of my, to close out, one of my favorite things to do is, you know, I've gone through a lot in the last 19 years, a pain that most people aren't going to understand. I've got this appearance. I've got limited eyesight. I've got all these things I could cry and whine about. But as we've been talking through this and you don't know what the future holds, you know what I got to do a couple of years ago? I got to walk my daughter down the aisle. And if somebody would have told me when I woke up from my coma, hey, hang in there because you don't know what the future holds, I might not have been able to see that back then. But that was one of those moments that I was like, all right, now I get it. And I'll go back to that moment. I'll go back to that feeling of being arm in arm with my daughter, walking her down the aisle. That's what the future held. And for all of you out there going through something right now, that's the possibility. It, it, that's the hope. That's the possibility and how you get through each day. And with that, I will let Jason sum this all up <laughs> in a much better way. <laughs> nah, man, you're, you're living proof, bro. I mean, that's uh, the great thing. I mean, I get to meet amazing people like you. I mean, I, I, I love meeting people that um, live many of the things that I speak about, many of the things that I've um, things that I've gone through, but then to watch them do it also. And you're living proof of that. You know, people can get inspiration from you. Um, I, I uh, uh, kid, he's 27. So, I mean, not really a kid, but a guy that follows me on Instagram, we brought him on live last night. What an amazing story. I mean, a kid he grew up in uh, like really hard, poverty-stricken area of New York. You know, single mom, uh, you know, gang areas, and and he made a choice that he wasn't going to go down that road. And he had everything stacked again against him. He has dyslexia, so he had a learning disability. He always struggled in school. His brother went the other path and ended up in jail. He fought and fought when he first took the ASVAB to get in the military. <laughs> They said it was the lowest score they had ever seen scored on the test. He scored like a four. I think the ASFAP goes from zero to 100, if I remember. And, uh, and they told him, you need to go find something else to do. 
But he found somebody to help him and finally got qualified and joined the army and he became an MP. Now he's working in juvenile uh, corrections and he's screening to become a marshal. That is a story of overcoming odds and adversity when everybody else said you couldn't. So I love stories like that. I love meeting people like that. It motivates me. So what do we do? How do we do that? I mean, that's the biggest question. And uh, so for me, I teach something called the react methodology. So right now, uh, when you get stuck, when you are stuck in your mind, maybe you're stuck in your business right now, we're all stuck in our homes. Um, you know, I, I tell people you've got to react to overcome. What I tell them is you're on the X. You can get on the X in your mind. You can get on the X in an actual firefight. You can get on the X in a business dealing. You can get on the X in a relationship. But the X is where you feel stuck and overwhelmed and you don't know what to do. And it's easy to curl up and lay down on the X and just feel sorry for yourself. But really, it's the last thing you need to do, because the longer you sit on the X and feel sorry for yourself, the harder it is to get up and move forward. Um, so the very first thing, REACT is an acronym. And the very first thing you got to do is you got to recognize. You got to recognize you're in a crisis, that there is a problem. And you also, one of the biggest things about recognizing, you have to recognize that what's happened cannot be undone. There's no magic sauce that's going to undo it. Looking back at the past and wishing what you had in the past would magically come back is not going to happen. And there's a lot of people that waste a lot of time on the X wishing for that. And unfortunately, you know, you got to come to grips, go through the grief process of what you've lost, and then it's time to move forward. So recognizing that this crisis has happened is step one. E stands for evaluate your assets and inventory. So finally, now we need to look at, okay, there's a problem. Where do I go from here? Well, what do I have to bring to bear to the problem? Um, you know, do I have family? Do I have friends? Do I have, you know, do I have my cousin Vinny, who's a business mentor? Maybe I'm going to reach out to him because it's a business crisis. Or maybe I have a cousin who's an attorney and I need legal, legal advice. Or Maybe I have two friends, Barb and Jason, who are amazing motivators, and I need their advice to, to help me get off this X because I'm really struggling in depression right now. You know, these, these are assets in my inventory that I can utilize to drive forward. Number three is you've got to assess, A, in React, is assess best options and outcomes. Now that we know our assets and our inventory, you know, we've got our tools laid out on the table in front of us. Now we decide which tools to use, what options. To, to yield the best outcome. And this is probably one of the harder ones because we need to look further down the road and we need to be realistic. If I take option A, realistically, what would the outcome look like? And if I take option B, what would that outcome look like? And, uh, and, and, and then you also need to think about, well, what happens if I choose option A and that fails? Well, guess what? You're back on the X, but that's okay. You know, Now we move to the next option. And sometimes that's hard to come to grips with because we're already in pain being on the X. Um, and sometimes it's going to get harder before it gets easier. So th those are all things to come to grips with. But no matter what, we lay out our options on where we're going to go. Number four is you got to choose and communicate. So we choose the direction we're going to go and we communicate it to people around us. And this accomplishes two things. One, it accomplishes, um, it, it, it sets a path and uh, it, it, it gives some accountability with us. Because once you've chosen and you've articulated to somebody else, guess what? People are starting to expect you to do it. Oh, you said you were going to do this. Why well, haven't you done it yet? And it also, there's something about human nature that 
if we have something swirling around in our mind, it's just in our mind. And it's easy to just sit back and let it continue to swirl. But once you voice it, you now have made it into an actionable item. And there's a little bit more uh, human nature, just desire, urgency to execute on it. And number two, when you communicate it to other people, it gives not only you, but it gives them hope. It's like, oh my God, we've been in this crisis. We've been on the X, we're stuck. And suddenly somebody says, hey, I've got a plan and this is where we're going to go. And people are excited. In a crisis, people want to be told what to do. And if you tell them this is where we're going to go, suddenly they're like, hey, that guy said this is where we're going. And right now we're all overwhelmed. So I'm going with him. Sounds good. Let's go. And then the last one, take action. Execute, execute, execute. Movement is life, guys. When you're on the X, uh, the best thing you can do is just get up and execute. Even, even if it's a short movement, uh, at least you start in momentum. That momentum is one of the greatest things you can have because you can build on it. So control what you can. A lot of people, when they're on the X, they focus on the things that they have absolutely zero control over. We can't control this virus. We can't control speaking engagements coming back. Um, we can't control, you know, there's a lot of things beyond our control, but what can we control? Well, we can control our mindset. We can control what we do in a day. Uh, we can control, um, you know, whether we work out or not, or whether we eat healthy or not, or whether we, um, you know, do some productive things or whether we just binge watch Netflix all day, every day. Um, you know, there's a balance in all of that in this. So if I have one final actionable item. And this is something that uh, I talk about in my book, but I didn't realize it has become the go-to that everybody is clinging to right now. And uh, it is, I call it, how do you move the needle in your life every day, especially in a crisis, if you boil it down to the most basic thing. And I call it the rule of three Ps. So if you want to continue to feel good about yourself, human beings, whether it's a crisis or whether it's normal, we are built on structure and progress. So we like to have structure in our lives. We like to have some structure. Right now, that's all been thrown out the window. And we like to have progress. We like to accomplish things. We feel good about ourselves when we accomplish things. So if you're not doing either of those, what's going to happen is you're going to start to feel bad about yourself. You know. So get up, make your bed, get dressed, and, and do write down three things every day. The rule of three Ps. One physical thing, one personal thing, and one professional thing. So one physical thing. I'm going to go walk for 30 minutes. There you go. That's your physical goal for the day. Make sure you execute it. Um, or maybe for me, it was, I'm going to do a chest and try workout today. So that was my goal that I executed. Number two is a personal goal. Um, so it's anything in your life that will have a positive effect on your personal. So maybe it's, um, you know, I'm going to call Jason Shuckley today and I'm going to reach out to him and see how he's doing. That's my personal goal today. Or I'm going to call my mom or I'm going to dinner with my family or I'm going to play a game with my family or I'm going to balance my budget or I'm going to clean my closet. Any of these things move the needle in your life. And the last one is professional. If you're out of work right now and maybe you were, um, maybe you were a, uh, uh, um, a server in a restaurant and your restaurant has been closed down and you're like, oh my God, where do I go from here? Well, maybe you didn't want to be a server your entire life. So maybe now's the time to start looking at, well, where else could I go? You know, I always thought about being, I'm going to come up with something crazy, a haberdasher. And, uh, you know, maybe you're starting to research how to be a haberdasher. 
uh, you know, to, to, uh, to uh, tailor and help people. So anyways, the bottom line is do some things that are going to move the needle for you professionally. If you follow the rule of three P's, I guarantee you'll get to the end of the day. Even if you, even if you want to watch Netflix, some, uh, you'll get to the end of the day. As long as you check those things off and you'll be like, you know, I feel all right about myself. Cause I, I, I built some structure and I made some progress. And those two things is what gives people self-worth. All right, everyone, that wraps up another episode of the American Sippers podcast. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of your time here with us today. If you got any value out of today's episode from Jason Schechterly and Jason Redman, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes, a written review on iTunes. Uh, iTunes reviews are really important in helping us grow our audience and get higher up there in the podcast rankings and share what we're doing here on the American Sippets podcast. If you're not an Apple user, uh, Apple's not your thing. You can also use uh, podchaser.com or download the Podchaser app. Great way to listen to your favorite podcast. And don't forget to follow us over at americansnippets.com. Make sure you sign up for our newsletters to have to date on all the things that we're doing here. Uh, check out our patriotic apparel line of awesome shirts and make sure you check out our community. Join our community, our association of freedom-loving patriotic Americans just like you over at thegreatamericansyndicate.com. Thank you so much. We'll see you soon. Make it a great day and go out there and show the world how exceptional you really are. Yeah.